0: the insane transformation podcast helping executives and consultants idiot-proof their workplace one innovation at a time What is the role of the consultant? When, when we bring in a consultant and we ask that consultant to help us solve a problem or come up with a solution to a problem, or maybe even just take all of the information that is available to them through problem decomposition and solution ideation, and package that up for us and give us some recommendations. What are we, what are we asking the consultant for? I I remember when I when I first started out in business, I, I had a mentor who. He used to always say to me, stop asking me to do your thinking for you. Stop asking me to do your thinking for you. I'd, I'd come to him with a problem, and I'd lay the problem out, and I'd say, here's the situation. Here's the problem. And then I would look to him and say, well, okay, now what? And he would turn to me, and he would say, don't ask me to do your thinking for you, Mike. I'm not going to think for you. You've got to think through the problem. You've got to think about the situation you're dealing with. You've got to come up with a way forward. And then let's talk about that way forward. But don't ask me to do your thinking for you. Now, this is interesting. Because if you're an executive... The reason you're hiring a consultant is actually to do your thinking for you. And if you're a consultant, you're probably battling with this idea about who should be doing the thinking. But guess what? It's you. As consultants, we are brought in to do the thinking, at least the heavy lifting where the thinking is concerned. So there's no need for us to get bent out of shape about who needs to think, who needs to expend all of the effort to think through a problem and decompose a problem into its component parts, and then try to understand how those component parts come together or work together to create some sort of an output, right? That's up to us to work that out, and then it's also up to us. To go out to the customer, surface that problem to the customer, get some feedback from the customer on what they think would make their life better. But when we go to the customer, again, we don't want the customer to do our thinking for us. We again have to think about how to structure that solution, how to pull that solution together in such a way that's going to give the customer everything they need in the easiest way possible to solve their problem. But the thinking part is on us. And I think that for many consultants, we've we've lost this. We've gotten so accustomed to creating decks. Everything is about making decks. I, I just recorded a YouTube video on this. This is part of the the causal analysis, understanding cause series on YouTube. You go to mikeirossi.com, you can tap into that series, and you can check out that YouTube video. And basically what I'm saying is, do you even need root cause analysis? Right? We think as consultants that we don't have to do the thinking. We think we can just pull the situation together, pull the argument together, Lay out all the information and the data and then put it in front of someone to simply make a decision well usually we'll ask for we'll put some recommendations out there and then we'll ask for them to follow one of those recommendations but there's just a there's one major problem there is most consultants aren't doing the thinking well who, who's doing the thinking then because if it's not the executive because if the executive is bringing us in to do the thinking and they're expecting us to do the thinking, then who's doing the thinking? Well, the answer is nobody. Most of the time, no one is actually thinking. And and I know straight away, I get some objections. And when I do workshops and we do training and things like that, I always say to people, you're going to have to think in this session. You're going to have to think a lot. And you're probably going to think more about the things that we're doing than than you've thought or than you've had to think in quite a while. You know, when you get up in the morning and you get dressed and you go to put your shoes on and you're, maybe you're not putting your shoes on yet, maybe you're looking for an outfit, right? You'd say, well, I'm thinking about the outfit that I want. Well, yeah, that's a level of thinking. The type of thinking that we're talking about here in the transformation space and the innovation space is deep thinking. It's meaningful thinking. It's thinking about how to solve novel problems, right? And that's the point is if you're solving a novel problem, a new problem. Okay. If you're solving a novel problem, you can't just copy and paste the same types of things that you've been doing in the past. That's not thinking. That's copying and pasting. Okay. And most of the time when we're dealing with innovation, someone has to do the thinking. We've got to think deeply about the problem. We've got to structure that problem. We've got to decompose that problem. We have to understand where and when... That problem is happening. And then we've got to look at the functions of that problem. What are the objects? What are the conceptual objects that come together and interact in some way to bring about functional output? How do those things work together? Well, we've got to think through that. We've got to come up with those conditional statements, those if, then, and, and, or statements. We've got to think about that stuff. And it's not easy to do, and it's not quick. It's not fast. There's nothing fast about it. And so the problem is we're stuck in this sort of hamster wheel where, as consultants, we're expected to put together a deck, you know, a one-page executive deck, a one-page summary, so that all the thinking is removed, all the complexity is removed, and we just put a simple one-pager in front of a client, an executive, with a set of recommendations to say, listen, here's the problem, here's the situation, here's what we know about it, here's where we think it's going on and why that's happening and where those flow-on effects are, and then here's a series of recommendations, and here's why I would make these recommendations, and then we look to them for an answer. But the problem is those decks are quite shallow, because again, no one has stopped to think about what the problem is. So just like my mentor used to say, Mike, don't ask me to do your thinking for you. Stop asking me to think for you. Don't make me give you the answer. Go find the answer. Come up with a course of action. Learn how to understand at a deep enough level the complexity of your problem so that you can solve the problem for yourself. But we've skipped all that. Okay, so we need to go out, especially if we're consultants, and we need to do the thinking. And if we're an executive, we need to look to our consultants and say, you actually need to go and think about this deeply because that is literally what I am paying you for. Now, again, there's different types of consultants. There's different types of problems and situations. I'm talking specifically about things happening in the world of business and transformation, where we're taking some current state and we're changing that process or that product or that service or that technology and we're changing it from what it is today what it is now to some future state and if we're bringing innovation into the fold this is where it gets really really hard right because the whole point about innovation and i I talk about this in the defining innovation podcast the whole point about innovation is it must be diffused at the industry level not the firm level so again we're talking about an industry first well if you don't think about something then how can you ever possibly arrive at an industry first you know, just just by happen chance you think you can just get lucky and land there well i mean maybe you could you know this brings us to another point about brainstorming right So oftentimes what we like to do is, in the place of thinking, where thinking should be, where thinking should happen, where thinking should exist, we bring in something called brainstorming. Now, I hate brainstorming. I I hate the idea of a bunch of random people getting together in a room to just come up with solutions. It's a waste of everyone's time. It, it couldn't be more wasteful and it couldn't be more ineffective to just simply randomly generate ideas to a problem that is poorly defined and poorly understood. You're literally wasting your time. And again, you're not thinking. Now, don't get me wrong. I think there's a place for a type of brainstorming, a type of brainstorming where we use structures and patterns and logic to come up with solutions that are going to solve our problem without compromise and without trade-off where we come up with win-win solutions that are going to give us that magical tick in the box for industry level diffusion but most of the time that's not happening right most of the time we're just not wanting to invest the time to think so we just think we can go straight into brainstorming we think we can brainstorm a bunch of ideas and then we can plop those into our deck. So the whole point about this podcast, the whole point about this thinking is just this idea we need to take one step back and realize that if we're going to give the best outcome to our client and if we're going to provide the best chance at arriving at a future state outcome, some beacon on the hill, some magical improvement in the product or service, that we have to stop and think and think deeply about what the problem is and where and when that problem is coming into existence. And then we have to think about how would the solution work? And that doesn't mean that we push the thinking on the customer. Again, we own the thinking. We simply take Our idea, our concept, the situation, the problem, whatever it is, the environment, we take that information, we take as much as we can to the customer, and we're looking to the customer to help give us some guidance, yes, and tell us whether or not we're on the right track. But we're not going to sit there and ask the customer to come up with the solution. And again, some people will push very hard on this and say, well, all the solutions should come from the customer. Well, the general direction, yeah. The the tower of wishes and woes, yeah. What the customer actually wants, yeah. But are you gonna get the deep level of thinking out of a I don't know a 45 minute intake or a one hour intake? If you know if you even get that, I'm probably not. We're not talking about a couple hours worth of thinking here. Usually this is happening over the course of multiple days or maybe even a couple weeks, right? So we t- we have certain touch points with the customer where we check in with them, and we use that customer endpoint to uh, customer input to help us validate or really to invalidate or try to invalidate all of our hypotheses. Okay, so the the consultant owns the thinking. We own that. We then surface that thinking to the executive, and then we offer them the, these recommendations. Now here's another interesting. I don't know if it's a bugbear or a pet peeve or something, but there's there's a couple different types of executives. Some executives really look to the consultant to say, give me your three recommendations about that problem, uh, problem and about that situation. Tell me what you recommend and why, and then I, I choose one of those. And again, usually I'm dealing with a number of trade-offs, and I'm, I'm being asked to give up something and I'm being asked to turn down the cost savings and, you know, maybe turn down some of the features on the customer, you know, facing aspects of the product, whatever it is. But I've got sort of usually around three recommendations. Now, this is interesting because as an executive, you, you really want to be able to make the best decision for your company, right? But if that recommendation is never put in front of you where you can achieve a win-win, well, then you can never decide on that recommendation, right? I mean, you, you can only make a decision on the courses of action you have in front of you, right? So it's really, really important then, obviously, that that course of action is put in front of you, right? Now, here's the other thing. You get some executives who don't want to hear, about what you recommend as the consultant. They wanna know what is the problem? Where is this going on? How is it going on? Why is it going on? What are the causes for these these pain points, these woes we're experiencing in this product or this service? And then they wanna make some recommendations. Okay, now, I've kinda gone back and forth on what I think the best course of action is. Do, Do we supply, let's say you're an executive, do we supply you as an executive with these recommendations? Or do we simply give you the situation and tell you what the problems are and how the problems are coming to, into existence? And then allow you to provide two or three recommendations, which we can go and vet and then put a business case behind. Originally, I, I used to think that giving the executive the recommendations was the best way forward. I, I felt pretty good about that. And that was always what I'd been taught. But, as time has gone by, I actually find now that i'm I'm almost always looked to to provide those recommendations. And what I realize is that most of of the time, again, we're dealing with this situation where the individual is probably time poor but doesn't have enough information about what's going on to make their own recommendations, and so they can only make a decision when they have recommendations. But if you had a situation where the the executive was taken on a journey and they'd gone out into what we call the Gimba or gone out on some dialogues or gone out on some customer intakes or some customer interviews, they've got a very, very different view and a very different depth of understanding for what's going on. So in that case, you can actually decompose the problem break it into all of its working parts, find out where things are going wrong, what's causing those things to go wrong in the product or the service, what's causing all of those woes. And then you can say, here are a suite of solutions. Now, how we package up those solutions, you can then turn back to the executive and say, how would you like to proceed here? And actually give them basically an open book so then they can start thinking about the things that are really important to them because they're going to have a very very well many of them are going to have a clear view of what it is they want to accomplish over the next three years or five years there's going to be things that haven't been surfaced to you things that you aren't aware of think sensitivities that maybe you're not tuned into just by the very nature of you being an outsider And in that case, they can look at a whole suite of different solutions and they can actually pick and choose the solutions they want to be packaged up. And they can provide recommendations based on that. And then you can go out and you can do your vetting. Okay. Now, there's some thinking that has to happen there. But I would say that the lion's share of the thinking is still done by the consultant. You're still thinking deeply about the problem. You're working out where and when it's happening. You're using those patterning and those those ideas around solutioning to come up with that structured solution, maybe using something like separation principles in there. And you're bringing that into view so that the executive can then say, here are three things I would like to go after. Tell me which one's going to give me the biggest bang for my buck, or tell me which one is going to give me the best outcome for the customer. And then you walk away and you can do some more work on that and come back and say, This one's going to give you the best IRR. This one's going to give you the best ROI. Okay. So anyway, the point here is quite simple. Number one, the person doing the thinking is the consultant and must be the consultant. But it means they actually have to think, not create decks for the sake of creating decks to save everyone time. There's no time saving if you don't understand the problem deeply enough. And you first have to think about it. So number one. The thinking is done by the consultant, deeply, meaningfully. A lot of thought goes into understanding the problem and generating solutions to that problem. And then number two, think about the culture that you're in and the environment that you're in. If there isn't enough knowledge and enough background information for the executive to make their own recommendations on how they want to move forward, then yes, a set of recommendations has to be put forward. But wherever possible, if the executive is taken on that journey, an executive, you should have your hand up to say, please take me on the journey. I want to get out there. I want to talk to people. I want to talk to customers. All right. Then the executive can usually come back to you and say, here are my recommendations. Go out and either validate or invalidate some of these. Let me know which one's going to have the best return on investment. Let me know which one's going to be the most difficult to put into place. All right. And they also may tell you. And here's why. I want to do one, two, or three. Okay, so there's an extra iteration in there. But what you get is a much more powerful outcome and a much better outcome. Okay, so again, I'd say that asking uh, the executive to be involved is always going to pay you, is always going to bring a better outcome. Uh, It is more time consuming, but that's something to think about. And again, so welcome back to 2021. This is going to be a fantastic year. I think good things are hanging out there for us. If you are interested in those YouTube videos, like I said, check out mikeirossi.com. There's a whole section there on videos. They're all embedded in the site. You can watch whatever videos you want. That section on causal analysis is up. There's a few videos yet to be posted, but I think we've got close to a dozen videos up there right now. So jump on there and enjoy that. Thanks again. We'll see you soon.